Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. Thanks for joining us. As always, this is the show about the show, the show within the show. And this is the show off-air about the on-air product, good and bad. Remember, you can subscribe by going to our iTunes feed, search Permission Granted. You can also get our feed on our normal iTunes feed and get the Permission Granted podcast there as well. So that's all the places you can get it. We also tweet it out and put it on Facebook. So become friends with our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Show. Three huge pieces of news today to get to. Number one. The big announcement. Number two, Brock and Crow and how that's going. And number three, a reset of what has happened in the last two weeks in the PGP. Number one, we announced on Wednesday, no, Tuesday afternoon, really Tuesday an hour show, that CBS Sports Radio had struck a deal. After five years of existence, five plus years, we launched January 2 of 2013. This is now late February 2018. The CBS Sports Radio Suits had struck a deal with Satellite Radio. And so that now we are available on a daily basis in the rest of CBS Sports Radio alongside our normal platforms. But in addition to, we will be on serious. 213 and XM201. It's a big deal. Huge deal. I want to add like the uh, sound effect of clapping right now and applause. We'll just fake that. This is awesome. Absolutely awesome to be basically wherever we aren't on, we could be covered if you have Sirius XM in your car, which, you know, many do this day and age. If you buy a new car anytime in the last five years, usually it comes compatible with Sirius XM. You get a free couple months and then you, you make the choice to keep the purchase. I have it in both my cars. I love it. So I'm pumped. I heard it this morning when I got in the car, Lamey Lawrence into Andrew Bogish. It was great. So I have not bought a new car since 08. So now might be, he might be due soon. I'm I'm very due. Yes, but I've talked about this before. The car that I have, which is a Nissan Xterra, is just basically a demolition derby mobile right now. And your yeah, check engine light was on the last time I parked it. That was like two years ago. In New York City, it's just it's dented all over the place because everybody <laughs> just hits it all the time. So I'm like, why would I buy a new car if it's just going to get dented all the time? So I'm going to ride this thing out for the, the time being. Anyway, I have not bought a new car in a long time. So um, you're telling me that all new cars basically have Sirius XM in it? It would be very. It would be the rarity to not have it. 
hmm. in it if you buy, I would say, any car 2014 or younger than that. Because it's not going to have a DVD, a uh, uh, CD player. CD player. Well, it's a not going to have a tape deck. A lot still have CD players really? in there. That's surprising. Um, I like mine's a 2016. It has a CD player, but you know they're probably getting phased out. I would think of the 2017, 18 models. I would imagine all new cars now equipped with satellite radio and a jack to plug in your iPhone. Or even the Bluetooth capabilities that you just sync your right. phone up with the Bluetooth and if you're listening to podcasts or or whatever else, it, particularly the last two years models worth of cars will sync right up to that Bluetooth and then that's the way you could take calls to your Bluetooth as well as play whatever you want off your phone. But That's also a good way to listen to the show. Absolutely. Because you can just plug your phone into the speakers or just have it running on Bluetooth through the speakers. Exactly. But now if you don't want to you know, waste, maybe you don't have the unlimited data and your Wi-Fi is right, not in your car to do that right. and stream, now right there on SiriusXM, again, you will have it. And oftentimes they will give you a free three months, a free six months, even sometimes a free year, and then it's up to you to pay the purchase. For the most part, it is very inexpensive. I, I have no problem paying for my SiriusXM well, every how month. How much is it? I believe I pay like $8 a month okay. per car. Now, my wife's car, uh, it's different. I don't know why mine's broken up monthly. Hers is like every six months. I get randomly hit with like my hundred-something dollar charge, and uh, usually I'm not prepared for it. I'm like, whoa, where did all this money come from? But it covers either six months or to the year's worth of her car. Okay. But for the most part, the, the quality programming, I mean, on top of now getting CBS Sports Radio, plenty of great music stations and everything else, it's great to flick around the dial. So it's weird being able to f- speak freely and positively about Sirius XM now, you know, because we were not on it for so right. long. Right, I love it. All right, so this is cool. So we're on uh, Sirius two thirteen and XM two hundred one right now. Yes. So punch those in, find those, put them on memory, put them on speed dial deck. And the good thing about Sirius XM is that every once in a while they'll do like a channel shuffle, where maybe they kind of like reconfigure where they lay out channels. If you set your preset to 201, 213, depending on Sirius or XM. Usually, if that ever happens again, who knows if that's going to happen, your preset will carry with you to whatever new channel they put on. It's pretty cool. I don't know how they figured out how to do that, but like occasionally that's happened. So, you know, as long as we're hammered through as a preset, you should always be able to find us. Good. So you're presetting not 213. You're presetting CBS Sports Radio. Right. It's going to come across as that for now, but if it ever moves... That's the way SiriusXM has worked. Your channel will move with your preset. That's great. So we'll be on there every single day along with the rest of CBS Sports Radio. <clears throat> it's going to hopefully bring in uh, so many new listeners that uh, might not be able to get the show because their local affiliate doesn't have us or um, for whatever other reason. So that's going to be awesome. Also, though, I got to say there was a bit of a snafu last night because we have this big unveil. Mm, yes. We're going to switch at midnight. So Wednesday night into Thursday morning at midnight Eastern. Which we didn't even. Usually Scott Farrell. Right. I tweet out, excited. The best guy that could start the the network on Sirius would be Scott Farrell because Scotty was formerly on Sirius with the Howard Stern channel. Right. And... Um, if there was ever going to be a captain to lead us into you know battle on the Series XM platform, be Scott Farrell. And wasn't he the first voice on the network? Yes, Peter Schwartz would like you to believe it was him, but it was Scott Farrell. No, was a, there an update? There was a mock update just to brace us that I think Peter Schwartz all these years later thought was real. A mock update like it didn't go out over the air? It didn't go out over the air. It was just to like set the scene, and then the first thing we hear was Scott Farrell. 
Wow, I didn't know that. So that's a good piece of CBS Sports Radio history. Right, so Peter Schwartz was in the studio doing an update that nobody was picking up. The first thing that everything picked up was Scott Farrell. So the first voice on CBS Sports Radio was Scott Farrell. Right. He should have been the first voice on the XM and Sirius uh, flip. And yet, last night, Scotty was off and JJ After Dark was on. Of all the times for Scotty to be on one of these two-week you know, vacations he takes to Puerto Vallarta, uh, and he goes nuts about it. it, happens to be when we're launching SiriusXM. Believe me, if if it was a short enough flight, I bet you Scotty would have hopped on the flight, done yeah. the show, and hopped back to whatever vacation he was on. Mm. But yeah, you got JJ mm. After Dark <laughs> right in time on SiriusXM. But you didn't even, because right out the gate... What was on our channel before they were launching was the U.S.-Czech Republic game that should have been wrapped by the time midnight launched, only it went to overtime in a shootout, so the play-by-play kept on going, so we actually got pushed back, and J.J. came on at midnight and you know introduced everybody in SiriusXM, only we weren't on yet. Oh. Painful. So when we finally were, were joined in progress... There was no introduction for CBS Sports Radio. No, J.J. didn't know because nobody would alert him to that. So the, the, the introduction happened at midnight when we weren't on. How do we know that happened? Uh, I went back and listened and then was alerted to it by people in the newsroom. Yeah, that he thought he was on. He didn't find out until even after he was off the air that that never happened. Oh, killer. Yeah. Just killer. So the whatever, I don't know because our loggers will just show what we had over our airwaves. Yeah. I don't know what it what it sounded like when CBS Sports Radio was joined in progress yeah. on Sirius XM. Well, the good news is we're now on satellite radio, so that's another way you can catch us. And that's also available on the Sirius XM app. So if you have Sirius XM uh, and you don't want to listen live or you can't listen live, you can always listen on the app if you're not in front of that Sirius XM receiver in your car or wherever that is. So that's awesome. Number two, I think I got the crow. Big unveil on Wednesday. Yeah, I think I got the crow. I'm not sure I'm fully on board with it, but I'm more on board than other. Well, why? Things. I still feel uncomfortable about somebody shooting a crow, but but that's not like a chef. Yeah. The idea that he will pluck and feather it and that he has history in uh, small game hunting, if you will, yeah. tells me this guy knows what he's doing and – I would think he would know if these birds should be disease ridden or anything like that. No, he didn't give you that vibe. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it the stamp of approval and go, we're good here. So I've read a lot about this at this point in time. The reason eating crow is a thing is because, you know, it's supposed to be humiliating because crows are supposed to be distasteful. This goes way back, I think, to the fifteen hundreds or something like okay. that. Nobody ever really wanted to eat crow because they're scavengers. So they're supposed to be distasteful and nobody would ever really want to eat them. Um Apparently now, because they're such a nuisance, it's become much more popular to eat crow if you need a cheap alternative to regular meat. Is that right? So maybe not always in the States, although in some poorer communities when you're hunting your food, uh, people do eat crow. In Lithuania, though, I was passed along a uh, an article from one of our listeners that Lithuania is, when the economy is down, they found that hunting crow is great for everything because they are scavengers. They can be a nuisance. They're plentiful, and they're not bad to eat. And apparently, the breast is the most important part. Like, everything else is not that good. Oh, they don't have good beak meat? No. No good I feel wing. like a crow is all breast. Yeah. I don't know what you eat off of a crow besides the breast. But, so, apparently, it's become a little bit of a thing. The problem is, there is no way to buy it. I've looked everywhere. And so, I told this story on the air. 
I grew up about an hour and change outside of New York City in um, a very kind of like woodsy, rural part of uh, New York and the Hudson Valley. There are certainly parts of my hometown of Warwick that have subdevelopments and, um, you know, a strip mall here or there. But largely it's it's cow pastures and still pretty rural. I have a friend up there that uh, hunts. Uh, not, not, not actually not a friend. He was an acquaintance that I knew in high school. I had not talked to him in a long time. I went back home and I talked to a friend who knew this guy. Jeez. And I was like, I went into the hardware hardware store, find this guy. I was like, I need to talk to this guy. And so he's like, yeah, I'll pass along your phone number. So I reached out to this guy. I mean, again, I haven't, I honestly have not spoken to him. I I would say minimum 15 years. I hope you were nice to him in high school. Didn't stuff him in a locker or anything. I was never really a jerk to anybody. Usually I was the one being stuffed into a locker. Unless he creased a piece of paper for you in senior year. (laughs) Then I could have flipped (laughs) off. So uh, I said, hey, you know, uh, this is a weird request, but I know that you hunt. Is there any way I can get a crow? I got a show and we need to finish a bed. And he was somewhat familiar with what I did. So he's like, okay. He's like, look, I'm not going to shoot one for you. It's not what I do. I I hunt deer and I hunt uh, turkeys and pheasant, but I'm not going to hunt. not going to hunt a crow for you. He's like, but my uncle, who lives even farther out into the sticks, and the real stick sticks, he's like, he actually works with small game, and he might be able to help. Hmm. So I'm like, all right, can you pass along his phone number? So I call this, I mean, this guy, middle of nowhere, I mean, just the quirkiest, weirdest dude. And he's like, the famous line is, I think we'll be able to help you out. I think we'll be able to help you out. It was a pause. I said, hey, you know, I... I'm looking for crow. I don't know if it's all that edible, but I need to settle a bet. Um, I'm thinking that if I properly prepare it, it's going to be edible. Do you know where I can get a crow or could you get a crow for me? And he's paused silence and said, I think we can help you out. I think, I think we can do something. So I said, okay. Now, have you pictured what he was like on the other end of the phone? Like I picture him in some cabin with like animal heads around, Probably looking down at like a, a crow that's just sitting in a cage at that point going, do I want to give this one up or do I go hunt another one? I don't know if he's got anybody in the cage. I think he's shining up his musket and um, – There's guns hanging on the wall. Maybe. Now, he might The kind not, of cabin somebody retreats to after an episode of Law & Order SVU. Perhaps. He might not be the actual hunter. He might know how to acquire it from other hunters, but he's a guy that apparently dresses it and will – Hunting trades. Listen, I got a deer musk I can give you here. So I said, the only thing is I need it plucked because I can't do that. I need it cleaned. I can't do that. He said, yeah, no problem. If I can get this, I'll dress it for you. Great. So I don't know how I'm going to prepare this, but I think I should be able to get this by early next week. And if I can do this, then we got to get Brock in studio. Do we allow Brock to choose how it's prepared? No. No, I don't think he gets any choosing. Yeah, I think. And here's the thing. I think I'm going to do Crock-Pot. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to offer him at fried? <laughs> well, I guess like, I guess, that's the reason. You want a fried, grilled, or crock pot? Like, you're at a menu here. Medium rare? Yeah. I think I just got to do crock pot. That should kill all of the whatever's in there, right? Yeah, you would think. I mean, and also be, I mean, very chewable for him uh, <laughs> at that point. I just don't ever want to eat anything out of your crock pot after you cook it in there. Gamey. It's going to be gamey and stringy, this guy said. But, I mean, he said it's edible, though. So, whew. 
Jeez. Does so he I, get a dipping sauce? Like, are we doing the chicken challenge? We could bring in the barbecue, the ranch. Well, here's the thing. It's going to be in a crock pot. So what, you got to cook in some kind of sauce. What sauce do I include? Just a straight barbecue? Like a Casey Masterpiece? Or a... <laughs> <laughs> Marinate in the Italian dressing for a little bit? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would think on top of the barbecue, maybe throw some spices in there of something, right? I don't know. I garlic kind, powder? Maybe. I just, I think I kind of want it straight crow for Brock. Good point. You don't want to take away from the flavor. So maybe just a... But I have to cook it in something. Right. For the crock pot, you need the moisture. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you cook it in like chicken broth or something? Wow. Chicken broth. Because you're not really giving it taste. It just gives it the moisture. Chicken stock? I was thinking of barbecue sauce. All right. I mean, but it's going to... Uh, is it going to be more barbecue sauce than crow on that taste? Don't give him a honey barbecue. It's got to be regular. And buy a cheap bottle. Don't buy the Casey Masterpiece, you know? Oh, that's expensive for your taste. No, no, no. It's not expensive for my taste, but I I would want to give him the least quality possible. Sweet Baby Ray's? <laughs> I like Sweet Baby Ray's. <laughs> okay, I, mean, I think that's fair. What, a craft, A craft barbecue. Right, that's got to be the cheapest. Well, craft would be ironic since the Patriots... <laughs> Okay. Lost to the Eagles. So maybe that makes sense. We tie it all in there. How about that? Okay. So I'm getting kind of hungry now. Will you try it? No. Nope. 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 No, no desire to cross that off my bucket list. I might try it. I might try you it. You want to be adventurous? That's your life. I am not trying crow hunted by some guy up in the uh, wilderness in upstate New York uh, that's been in a crock pot for 12 hours with a bottle of Casey Masterpiece. I have some kind of standards on what I eat. Shocking. I, mean, I would rather eat the keyboard chicken. You've eaten keyboard chicken. Would you rather eat keyboard chicken or, or crow? Crockpot. Oh, come crock on. Pot, it's yeah. crow. Yeah, but keyboard chicken is room temperature, dirty, dusty, on a keyboard a day later, and I don't know if it's mine. Basically, all those sum up what you're going to be cooking in the crockpot. <laughs> You don't know where that crow's been? Eating whatever off the floor of a Burger King parking lot? Oh. <laughs> so I like. I think we're going to have the crow next week for uh, for Brock. Finally, number three. We had two guest appearances the last two weeks. Uh, Robbie Rosenhaus two weeks ago, um, who we all know I'm a fan of, although apparently he hoodwinked you, and so he's not allowed back on the PGP. And, uh, and then last week, Ike Feldman. I thought Ike, producer of um, Amy Lawrence's uh, After Hours, After Hours, and then outside outside the cage, of the MMA podcast. You and him fighting about donuts. My girlfriend and I were listening to that uh, in the car, and I was just laughing hysterically for like ten minutes. I thought it was great. Well, I go- thought it was really funny. Friday, I'm bringing in the Entenmann, so that's that ends that story. I thought Ike was good. Who would you grade out better? How, how would you grade out Robbie and Ike? Who? I think I. I Look, think, I'll tell you. I think Robbie was a little better. I think Robbie was better. I walked away from that from the Robbie podcast laughing more than I did with Ike. Ike, I think I walked away frustrated. But maybe that's better. I don't know. Maybe I should be walking away frustrated. Robbie was, in terms of just audio content and entertainment, Robbie, because he had the story of leaving the game, correct. He had a couple of catchphrases. Correct. He also knew Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings. There was a whole thing there. He's giving and taking. He's laughing. He's having a good time. But he's also arguing. I gave him an A minus. I thought it was a strong effort. I think probably Ike is more of a B plus, B B plus. Both solid though, but both very solid for the first time appearances. Very for both non on air guys. You didn't have hosts come on. Well, remember they are both on outside the cage. So they're familiar with that platform at least where <laughs> we live true. as well. That's true. 
That's true. But I thought they were both very solid. So right now, Robbie is persona non grata with you. He pulled, he, he hoodwinked you. He texted me 48 hours ago. And he apologized? He said, what's this I'm hearing about me not being allowed on the PGP again? I said, well, you know, I'm not that happy with you right now, whatever. He goes, but I got to be on again. And I told him, look, time will heal all wounds, but you got to <laughs> you gotta chill out for a little bit. Um, he goes, okay, all right. I mean, listen, if you don't want me anymore, you don't want me anymore. But he was... So passive-aggressive, hoping that you were like, no, please. Yeah, and I wouldn't give in to that, but, I mean, he put me in a t- I wasn't expecting that text. I'll give him that. He's aggressive. He is. You know, he hears some rumblings. He, he's going to harp on you. So then I was a little paranoid that, like, you know, does Robbie know I'm talking about him? Uh, I went to Ike Feldman with that because I it seemed like him and Ike were spending a lot of time, and Ike is denying everything. So I don't know who to trust out of these guys. I feel like I'm having a bunch of people I can't, I have, I cannot trust yeah. on side B of the PGP. Well, Ike is a, he's a pot stirrer. Ike, yeah. Ike likes to be, I know the kind because I like to be a uh, provocateur as well. I like when I see, you know, you, you throw a little... You throw a little right. chum in the water to see the, the, the water's churn. Use people for poor for your pure entertainment. Yeah, I just, you know, you see you see where you can needle somebody or press a button or whatnot. He does that really well. So I don't I wouldn't trust Ike either. But I thought that they both had very strong performances, and I can understand why Bilotti wants to rub him out because it's going to take away from his reps. Yeah. I mean, now the guy's on the teacup still at Disney World, not even knowing, like, again, we're going to do a PGP without him. Yeah. That's tough, man. But, you know, he wants his at-bats, but he's going to lose his at-bats if these other guys start bringing the heat. I would agree with that. And if you're Bilotti, by the way, before we end this, boy, do you feel disrespected again that we roll out the Sirius XM news while you're on vacation, huh? <laughs> like, not even a part of the uh, the grand entrance of the Sirius XM. Well, we can't we can't bake it around all the vacations he has taken off for no. all these types of, uh, you know, Kitty stuff. No, Royal I mean Rumble, Disney World. And I hate to bring up this theme park again on the PGP, but I'm assuming Bilotti's next vacation is to Sesame Place. That's yeah. gonna be my based on all the days he's taken off and or Comic Con, like that seems right up his alley, I right? Th- yeah, I think he's due for in six weeks to go to Six Flags. Right. <laughs> With the bald guy doing the Venga bus is coming. <laughs> the Venga bus is coming. All right, that's uh, side A. Side B, you got uh, the great Joey Wall and the dulcet tones of Breaking Bad News. Got a lot to get into with Joey Wall as the nonstop rotation of pinch hitters here on side B continues. Hey, other guys are getting ABs. They're getting at bats. They need it. It's spring training. If you keep ripping hits into the double, we'll keep having you on. Yeah, all right. So we got Joey Waller on side B. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome into Side B of the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast. This is Mraz, executive producer of the DA Show and host of Side B on the PGP. Joined, I think, for his inaugural stop here on the Permission Granted Podcast, which really tells you about the depth chart here that we have growing. It is the great Joey Waller. Joey! Well, it's about time. The, the dulcet tones of breaking bad news with Joey Waller. Why have I not been invited until now? You know, I didn't even we realize We haven't been this it. desperate. <laughs> That's what be the answer to that. It's a fair answer, I suppose. I didn't realize until now that I'd never been on here. No. Now I have a complex. I would assume before five minutes ago, you probably didn't even know this existed would be my... Uh, my... Other than your tweets every three minutes. Yes, no. exactly. Okay, well, a couple of things we want to get into with you. Number one, 
You finally came out with something we discussed last week. Ike Feldman of Amy Lawrence's After Hours program and Outside the Cage, another award-winning podcast, put out his top you know, list of funny people and tried to do it as a hat tip to your behind-the-scenes funny list. And we were waiting you to drop one, and then you did drop one. Ike told us on the Permission Granted podcast that he did it as a tribute to you rather than steal your idea. Mm. Uh, a rebuttal to that. Well... Because he didn't include you in the top 15, which I pressed him on. What did he say about that, by the way? He said, well, you know, he's like the the top of the top, so he doesn't get included. The the name is his tribute. I think that was his backtrack. I'm not thinking you actually belong in the top 15. Oh, you think that was a, a bunch of bull? Yeah, I do. I think I think he knows you make this list and that you. Um, this but was he, like a big uh, screw you to me. Exactly. Now I you feel free to respond. I'll not only make you list, I'll leave you off the list. Right? Is that what you're saying he did? Right. Here? So I need some answers. Number one, are you offended by his list, or do you really take it as a tribute, or is it not even something on your radar? Did we overreact to it here on CBS Sports Radio? To his list? Yes. Well, he overreacted to, to it because I can't understand how a guy that's not funny himself makes a list grading funny people. It would be like Whoa. me, you know, making a best-dressed list. Although you do look nice today with a sweater. <laughs> and, I mean, the word, you, you asked if I'm offended. I mean, offended's a little strong. I don't think, first of all, Ike is such a nice guy. I don't think you can be, really be offended by anything that Ike Feldman does. I think it was more of a nuisance. Because some people, it's a good yeah, word. Yeah, you know why? Because Twitter being what it is, a lot of times we kind of misread things a little bit on Twitter, just glancing over what's in our timeline. And a lot of people were misled thinking that somehow I was affiliated, if you will, with Ike's List, especially because he called it something like the, 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 wall, wall, of fame. the wall of the funny wall of fame or something like that with a W-A-H-L for my name. Here's what, it, what I could equate that to. I took this as you are Dick Clark on New Year's Eve, alive. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for the uh, right. important uh, footnote at the end. <laughs> In comes Ryan Seacrest, as we could tell Dick's getting older, right. and we're still calling it Dick Clark's Rock and Eve. Right. I took Ike as, as trying to make himself into be the Ryan Seacrest on New Year's Eve when we all know Dick Clark's the legend. So don't touch it. And I think a lot of people were offended by Ryan Seacrest at first. And I know me, even if I was at the top of Ike's list, was offended by it. This is a Joey Waller list. And I don't like It's like having the NCAA and the NIT. We don't need two of them. It was very XFL-ish of XFL-ish. Ike That's a good one. To, uh, to put out the list. As for him leaving me off... I'm going to go ahead and presume strongly that common sense prevailed and that he just said, you know what, clearly Waller would be at or near the top, but since he wasn't really involved in this, I'm just going to, as a as an homage, if you will, a comedic homage, I'm just mm. going to leave him off altogether. In other words, to put it another way, surely Ike Feldman, unfunny though he may be, Shawnee, doesn't believe that I'm not in the top 15. My list, by the way, includes the top 10. His Top 15, which... Way too many teams in the tournament yeah, at that I point. Yeah, I mean, uh, makes you wonder why he didn't just make a list of the people he doesn't find funny. It would have saved him a lot of time. Also, another part of his list, he went with a lot of politics, included guys like Tom Benedetto, who uh, works with him on After Hours, which I don't want to speak ill of, but not funny. Um, and some others. It seems like he just was head-glanding people, or glad-handing people, I think is the word, and trying to just make people happy. You cut right to the throat. You don't care who you offend. Well... You know, as I said in my tweet responding to Ike's list, and this was the second time he's put one out, the first time I ignored him, 
second time I he, decided to speak out. You know the reason he said he put the first one out? Okay. Because you had dragged your feet on putting another one out, and that it was when Craig Carton left WFAN, and he felt like the newsroom needed a pick-me-up. So he put out the first one. I said, Ike, your list is really wow. what changed. You know, Craig's behind bars because of the FBI, and we need we need Ike Feldman to put out, put Pipilotti on a list here. I mean, jeez. I uh, I don't know where we go with that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we're on to Cincinnati. Is, we're on to Cincinnati. This is what editing's for, folks. <laughs> um, what was the question? Well, Screw how me. ridiculous an excuse is that for Ike to? Well, basically, you dragging your feet. Do you feel you dragged your feet? And that will lead me into my follow-up to a follow-up to a follow-up in that afterwards, did you not get the reaction from people like me that you were looking for? Because I got a text saying, this is the last time I put the list out. You want me to do it? Enough's enough. I just, you know, I, I just feel, you know, it had kind of lost its luster a little bit. And I'll tell you one reason why. Because my list this time around was very similar to the one last time around, as you point out. It had been a while. This one was overdue for its mm-hmm. release. So even in about a year and a half or so, Not much the change. characters haven't really changed. And the one guy that was bringing some new blood to the table, Dennis Jones, is no longer with us. Not On deceased, Earth. but no Not longer with Dick no longer in a- <laughs> <laughs> Not with Dick Clark, more like with uh, Johnny Manziel. Right. <laughs> No longer involved in organized radio. Right, which also caused stir. I mean, the list comes out three days after Dennis Jones was released from his duties, um, but I I take it as his 2017 campaign was still good, and that's what you judge him on. Absolutely. Now, just so you folks listening know, because I've said this privately here on the 10th floor, as we call it, at 345 Hudson in downtown Manhattan, a couple of quick things noteworthy. What's that? Looking to get your mailbox filled by giving the address there. Uh, A couple of, of, uh, do people still send Regular mail, snail mail. I get books that I never read. Real? Send, Pass those, send those this way. I'm sure there are a few that you would take on. A <laughs> um, couple of quick, interesting things I think that I've learned from the list. One is everyone here, Sean, thinks they're funny. Yes. Everyone. Which brings me to my motto for the list, which I also tweeted out. Namely, everyone is funny sometimes. That doesn't make you a funny person. And oftentimes, those that laugh at people who aren't funny are people that themselves are rather unfunny. That is, Usually these people travel in something of a flock. <laughs> that is the biggest philosophy lesson I think we've ever gotten here. And also, I mean, seven minutes in, we didn't even mention I also made number one on your list, too. So, What well, was a tie? Was a tie between you oh, and Dennis. Right, but Dennis is gone, so I made number one. So the kind of like Louisville vacating their title. Very much like that. <laughs> I will uh I'll cut down the nets, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Now always, always a sports analogy, folks. Now, and that's what gets me to number one. Now, another guy that you know well, we've had on the PGP in recent weeks by the name of Robbie Rosenhaus. I noticed was omitted as well from your top ten list, which means you don't find him as funny. Now the problem with Robbie is he came on, he told a story, a whole song and dance about how he left an Eagle game late. DA, as the saga goes, almost like this is an HBO series, fell in love with what Robbie Rosenhaus brought to side B of the PGP. We were prepared to have him on again, only um, he failed to pay me for Super Bowl boxes in a timely matter. Uh, and then, you know, me and him had some words, and I am now kind of punishing him uh, by not bringing him back on the PGP, and DA has my back a little bit. And we're starting to question whether we know the real Robbie Rosenhaus. Do you think we're being unjust to Robbie? And your thoughts on Robbie Rosenhaus as his legend has taken off here on on Play.it? Well, how long overdue is he here? Well, I mean, he was only on three weeks ago. But DA was ready to give, basically give him a weekly hit. Right. Like, he wanted him to take part on the show. 
Like he, wow. he, Robbie impressed him that much. And you know, I was on the Ro- the uh, Robbie Rosenhaus bandwagon very early, like back in uh, AAU ball. That's why I ask you because Robbie Rosenhaus, uh, oddly enough, and this is going to sound crazy as we really go behind the scenes here, has become, I would say, sort of like an A Rod, a Tim Tebow. He's a very polarizing figure in the WFA and CBS Sports Radio fi- uh, circles. In that, I think every time you walk away from Robbie Rosenhaus, you feel like it's one of those man, I really like that guy, but. Right? There's always an end of a butt. And I get that that feeling. And he does seem very harmless and, and ultimately a nice guy. And he makes me laugh. But it's almost, it almost like there's something there. But you have been the one defending Robbie Norris in the beginning. Yeah. Where it took a lot of people to get on his bandwagon. So what did you see in a young Robbie Rosenhaus as a prospect drafted into CBS Sports Radio and WFAN? Yeah, it's a great question. I saw those those... Those big paws, like on the puppy of a, uh, on, uh, like you see on a puppy, a where big you labradoodle. Know, you, you know he's gonna he's gonna develop into something big. Um, he won me over with a couple of things. One is that um, he knows a lot of great lesser known places for food in our area to order well, in. When you're 450 pounds, you will well, find listen, those answers w- for whatever reason. And I to mean, be fair, he's probably 390. But. Listen, I, <laughs> I'll 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 leave that to uh, to the scale to to determine. But he, on more than one occasion, on nights when we couldn't figure out what to eat, because a lot of times, you know, we order in a lot here and we get tired of the same old crapola. And uh, one time he went for pizza at. Do you remember the name of the place? It was uh, not Rockies. That was another place. Rockies. Yeah, Rockies. No, but Rockies was the place that you liked, and then you made me order, and we didn't like it. Oh, really? So maybe that was kind of a uh, was one of those deals where one night it just tasted really overly good and yeah. couldn't be duplicated. Exactly. But then there was another time when he turned me on to some panko breaded chicken fingers. Jeez. And it became a big joke between Robbie and myself. I'd be a little panko tonight. Yeah. Boy, you really are the judge of funny. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. You know, I think I sense that some of you guys weren't warming up to Robbie. And as I've often said to myself, Sean, I see myself oftentimes around here as as taking on some something of a Dale Brown type role. The you old tell coach management put the kids' locker right next to mine. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> give me your tired, your poor, right. your hungry. Right, You know, the guys that are kind of the outcasts in the clubhouse, you know, sit them by me, like you said. I was an outcast early. You brought me under your wing. And, Were uh, you ever an outcast? I don't know. I could see you rubbing people the wrong way early on. I'm sure. Be no, more I mean, of an acquired taste. But, but I was quiet early on. I think my arrogance only showed when people gave me a chance. <laughs> so... So we'll see. But on that note, Joey, it was a great spot. Uh, we got to have you back on for Breaking Bad News. And D.A., I guess his rumor is he's finally ready to tape the Nomad with you on the frozen food section. Listen, I've been hearing that for... So you think I, D.A.'s I'm full wor- of it? I'm worried that, that Stouffer's will go out of business by the time we finally get around to it. I'm <laughs> ready. I mean, well, how many more times do we need to see him at a Met game on YouTube? I think it's time that we <laughs> could get to, the, get to the grocer's freezer, you know? Folks, if you've not seen Nomad, and this is not a, a cheap, shameless plug for D.A., if you've not seen his... His YouTube series Nomad. It is amazing the production value, considering that he shoots it all himself. Yeah, with an iPhone. It's not like he's got a camera. Right. Bro. Amazing. Amazing. Well, hopefully he can bring that to. Uh, I would only imagine that you have one chair at your apartment with uh, the cats and Chinese food that's been out for five days, and then we could heat up the your- PGP podcast, folks. Where Sean always takes it the one joke a little too far. Well, before Joey gives me a noogie, I'm going to get out of here. You can follow Joey on Twitter. 
Uh, you want to give me a Twitter plug here? Sure, that would be, uh, shockingly enough, at Joey Waller, J-O-E-Y-W-A-E. Yeah. And you may notice he follows about 15 people, but has over 1,000 followers, which just shows you he's a great ratio, which we like to say. Very much in the black. Is right. right. Uh, don't expect to follow back when you follow him, would be my assumption. <laughs> Unless you're famous. <laughs> right, and you can follow me at Twitter and Instagram, at CBS. Have a great weekend, everyone. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.